Hello, hello, lovely listeners. I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Anna Carpetian. Did I say it right? Carpetian. Carpetian. Okay. I did actually, just so everyone knows, I did specifically ask right before I hit record how to pronounce it and then my brain went like literally that's what's going on but I'm so grateful to Anna for being here because she's come on to share about her experience with the Time Hackers one-to-one coaching program and I was just saying to her how much I appreciate her doing this because essentially it's like a brand new offering Um, it's a brand new program and I think that so many of us just want some kind of reassurance that um, A, it can help us and B, just some like a behind the scenes look of what does it actually look like. So I'd love to start, if you are open to it, with just sharing about like what led to your decision to get the support. Mm. Um, following your work and having a sense of um, relatively low commitment, truthfully, to like, so financially, like it was like a chunk that I was like, oh, I can kind of see that as something I can immediately exchange. And the, um, yeah, somehow the, um, I'm like drawing a box with my hands, like the, 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 the kind of the container felt really approachable. That's what it is like approachable container for me. And one-to-one is, feels really special. And so it felt like, let's just see, because then I know how much I get to like bring my own brain in to the conversations. And that felt like a really, that just felt like the kind of, yeah, exchange and um, investment I wanted to make when it popped up. And I just made a really quick decision. It was like a one of those like yeah just a yes like a full body yes let's do this oh amazing because I was going to say was there anything that almost held you back I don't think so I don't think so okay good I think it's so powerful when I think so often with decisions and you are familiar with my work so you would have heard me speak about this like we have an initial decision and then we tell ourselves, I'm going to sleep on it. Or, I mean, I had countless calls when I was doing one-to-one where people were like, just give me an hour, or I'm going to sleep on it or give me a week or whatever it is. And 90% of the time it would be a, actually, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because really what more time often does with decisions is allow our, you know, brain and its negativity bias and its cognitive bias, all of these things to stop us. So I love that you made the quick decision and implemented on it. And did you book your first coaching session right away as well? I had to, I think that I bought the package on my phone and then I had to look, I, I took me at least a few days and maybe it might've even taken me a week to book it. Cause that, that actually felt a little bit more complicated just, um, for me to have a sense of like selection and time and, you know, find a time that was going to feel just right for me. So I did complicate it a little bit for myself in, in being a little perfectionistic around that, yeah. that aspect of it. But I, I, ended, go on. I ended up doing a bunch of the calls like on the go, interestingly, like from my phone, from a park and um, not, not all of them, but probably four out of six that I've done or something, maybe three, but. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point that I've not even thought to bring up is like these calls, you get to hold them wherever you want to hold them. If that's like, you know, in the bedroom, locking the kids out the door, or if that's in a park or going for a walk. I used to love walking and coaching. And it's kind of like this 20 minutes is carved out for you to feel supported however you want to be. So I love that you share that you did them outside. Um, What would you say has like surprised you about the sessions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something different every time. Um, it's like I go in thinking that we're going to talk through something and solve it in the way that this makes sense, right? Like solve it in the way that my brain is attached to it, but then sitting, then immediate, I mean, I once looked at the, at the time and eight minutes after I had started a conversation with a coach, I, and I did it with different coaches, almost every call I eight minutes in, I was like, Oh, I totally got something. I totally got an opening that then I got to sit with that person for another, it was IB. I got to sit with IB for another, um, 12 minutes, but like that eight minutes. So the, the answer to your question is each time I got something that I didn't, um, know I was going to come for, because I thought I was coming for the perspective. I thought I was coming in silly, but with the pers- for the perspective that I already had, but what I was coming in for was the perspective that's that somebody else was going to help me come to in my own brain. That's so good because I think that so often we can come at it from like, oh, I already know this. I already know what the answer is. I already know what the problem is. And the truth is, if we already knew what the problem was and we already knew what the answer was, we would already have it solved. And I think we cannot underestimate the value of having someone that we are speaking to see it from the outside perspective from, you know, with the judgments about ourselves and our circumstances and our narrative completely erased and their ability, our coach's ability to see things that we cannot see and just opening that curtain a little bit and seeing behind it, that to me is what allows us to, you know, accelerate further with actually less pressure, less anxiety, less stress and less busyness. So I love that you shared that. There were two times that I can think of, maybe more, that it was that they asked me like a super straightforward question about what I was. And it was just the question and the way the the emphasis was on a different word. I don't think that they knew necessarily that they were opening. I mean, they were asking a skillful question. But it was really just like a mirror question where it was just like, oh, tell me more about that. And it was just the question that opened up my whole thing. And it was just like a word that I had even said, but um, hearing them say it back, I was like, oh, okay, wait, like, like veer toward this other aspect of, of the situation or problem or thinking. Yes. And I think exactly like what you say, so often we are speaking and we think we are listening to ourselves, but there's so many assumptions that we're skimming over that just pausing and being like, what did you mean by that? You're like, wait, did I even mean that? I don't even know why I said that. Or do I really intentionally want to say that? Um, And I think that's a really good insight for anyone listening into what coaching can be. It really is just like a conversation where you're going to be asked very approachable 
questions by someone that's just like guiding your brain without any um exactly like you said like the goal the the coaches don't have an intention for anyone that they coach to take them a certain place it really is about that powerful intentional listening and reflecting that just holds up a mirror and allows us to be like wait is this what I intentionally want to go into my week with into my day with what I want to think so I love that you shared that yeah yeah what would you say to anyone who is who has had you been coached before yes in in different kinds of different not a lot and in different kinds of contexts yeah so what would you say to someone who maybe is a bit like you maybe had very little coaching experience or in different contexts or in different areas and is like thinking about this program Mm. one just I think this is just a straightforward answer is just try it. Maybe just try it and see um, if you can. And if you have that, if you're on the edge of deciding, yeah, just try it. It's so, it's so um, non-threatening. It's so uh, tasty. It's like, I don't know. There's something about, and, and I think um I think the 20 minutes was really, really good for me because I finished it. So one of the things that I've experienced with coaching before is a longer session. I'm kind of tired of listening to my thinking and I'm kind of like, okay, wow, I'm glad I did that. Now let me do something else because let me think about something else because I'm tired of that. But with the 20 minutes, I I finished really still very energized around the thing that had come up and maybe as a I'm like on that I don't know if this categorization matters but like I'm on that like introvert extrovert kind of like edge but probably more introvert and so it actually really helps me to have then the 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 contact and the um conversation but then my privacy back to have, to get to continue to kind of journal and mull it over, but without being exhausted by the interaction or something like that. Yes. I love that so much. And it's so true that there's one thing, there's the being held, being seen, having the questions, and then there's the like integration implementation. And I think we can, and I've seen this with a lot of people throughout the years, you know so much time spent coaching so much time in the mind that we're almost too exhausted to actually implement based off of it so we end up with the same thing every time we go to coach because we've not actually been able to affect change from it so I love that you shared that and you also you mentioned actually coaching with different coaches was that like an intentional thing and how was that for you I liked it it was intentional it was intentional what, what was it? I think I wanted, yeah, I wanted to, to sample, I think what the, and also, um, then I knew actually that it was really something that I was creating in, I was co-creating with people that somebody wasn't like, um, taking me on as a project or something like that. It was really like stepping in, co-creating, being in, yeah, there's something about like owning it as, as my process that felt actually cool to, to talk with different people. Um, 
Yeah. And I, I really liked it. I mean, everybody was awesome. And there was also, I just had high trust too, in that sense of like, um, what would it be like, you know, I read their profiles and, um, the profiles were like, yeah, I was kind of like, everybody is going to have something, um, to offer based on why they came to this work. And, and also that's not even exactly what matters to me, because like I was saying before, it's just like their ability to listen and question and, um, yeah. And pull things out of, of how I was talking. Yeah. That was supportive. Yes. I, so I actually, I've bought my own one-to-one coaching package because I just think the quality of coaching at the price is like unparalleled. And we did that on purpose. I was speaking with my director of ops and she was like, it's kind of like beginner coach pricing, except these are really excellent coaches um, and I also opted to book with different people and book myself out through the end of the year and just get that support. And I'm with you. One of the things that, and I think um, I've also had someone on the podcast that chose the same person and they identified as introvert. And for them, it felt very safe to have the same person. I think there's no right or wrong way about it. Um, but I think what's fun is exactly what you were saying is it sounds like you were able to, and I encourage people to do this, even if they work with the same coach, but you really were able to take responsibility and credit. And I think sometimes we can end up in an accidental hierarchical relationship with coaches where we kind of put them on a pedestal. And that's also why um, we have a range of coaches offering this so that we can see that it's like, it's the brain and the tools. And it's not like, you know, we all meet this work where we are and we study this work as human. And um, I think it's really great that you shared that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that, that you want to share with anyone? Is there anything about the experience that, um, that you just feel like called to share about? Hmm. I, let's see. I, um, one of the, main things that I'm carrying th- from these very different successions that I've done over actually a, a kind of a long stretch of time. Like I didn't do them week to week. I did them probably over the course of, I don't know, definitely two months or maybe longer. Um, is that like, I'm, I'm doing fine. And like, I'm a, I'm a, you know, there's this, there's this, like, I have these little, um, these little, uh, these little things in my head from each, sometimes they're like images and more often they're just little, like little takeaways. And all of them are still, um, now part of how I'm going through my days and thinking about myself. And so there's this way that I feel, um, I feel like I have, belief in where I am in my process. And I have in my process of, of life and, and this, this particular time in my life and my dreams really related to how I'm acting on my dreams. And, um, yeah, there's this one little nugget that was specifically from a session that was like the dreams I get to 
incorporate into my identity. So even though they are not at the, the way I imagine them is not how they are right now. And that um, can lead to a lot of urgency and frustration and, and then even, you know, unkind thoughts, but just having the dreams is something that I don't have to wait to incorporate into my identity. I get to claim them because of where I am because I'm in because I'm engaged with them and that just feels so I mean I feel a little emotional sharing it that feels like one of the many like takeaways that that's like kind of the nature of some of the takeaways it's just like I'm doing good just keep going just keep being yes yeah thank you for sharing that personal share because I think it's so powerful for everyone listening to just know I think so often um exactly like you're saying we think we can't own something unless we're running towards it instead of the pleasure of it being there and so I think that's so powerful for anyone to hear anyway Hmm. what would you say like changed for you through the program I know that I can like step into a conversation I'm there's something like I know that I can get, that I can repattern something once I have even a glimpse that I could, uh, even a glimpse of what it is. So sometimes I went in not even really feeling super clear about what it was. I think half the time I was clear and half the time I was barely had a hint, but I still found it in those 20 minute conversations. I still found a something to chew on and then like the the um the next way I wanted to evolve the thinking um so truthfully just knowing that I can do that is really a really nice change um yeah and then I think then just those like those takeaways from each of those that feel like really nice little gifts in my in my psyche (laughs) yeah and just so for the listeners can you tell them just a little bit maybe I could have done this at the start but just about your life I know at the start we spoke about you having two young kids or just anything um that made you even resonate with the idea of time hacking to begin with oh yeah oh yeah totally (laughs) um so I, I have two little kids. I have a um, seven-year-old and three-year-old and I um, am a freelancer, entrepreneur, I don't know, business owner. Those, those all feel different. Um, um, I, I work as a doula and an educator and, um, and then I have this sense of my relationship to work really morphing into the more creative part of an expressive and personal from the more kind of service oriented piece that I have lived in for a long time. And so the, one of the things that feels, well, I'll partly answer your question by saying like time hacking or like the, the relationship to time feels at once like ever present. And even when I don't feel stressed by the time um, aspect of it still this work really helps me and resonates with the other aspects of just 
becoming more myself and loving myself more and being more tender and celebrating myself. Like all of that, it, I, I see through your work, how much it directly relates to the timepiece. And even if the time, even if I somehow had the timepiece all figured out, like it still supports me through my, all my, you know, processing processes. Um, yeah that was kind of an answer to your question about whether, um, like what brought me into time hacking. And so, yeah, it's, it's been, um, interest in, in your framing and the ways that, that I've heard you talk about, um, the, the different components to approaching and certainly yes, like a sense of, okay, if I just, you know, if I just schedule better, if I just, um, you know, if I, if I manage and schedule better, yes, that has, that was definitely taught to me and internalized from society for sure. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love what you said around like the, the why behind time hacking, even if it wasn't about time, even if it wasn't going to help us with time is still super valuable in itself because of the change that's required in terms of how we view ourselves, our relationship to ourselves, having compassion for ourselves, having understanding of ourselves and our brains and how they've evolved and been conditioned. And like that in itself is powerful enough. And that is going to be way more impactful than starting again on Monday. <laughs> okay. Is there anything that you, um, or are you open to sharing things that you tried before that maybe didn't help? Just because I know some people listening are feeling like, oh, I've already tried this and this and like, it's already not working for me. So why will this be any different? Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. And um, so yes, for sure. The calendaring and the, the tight, you know, like, okay, if I fit this right next to this, then I, um, this sense of like optimization, maybe broadly and optimization can be applied to so many ways that I've approached my life, certainly around time. Um, yes, this, this feeling of, of basically anything that I've done that has then felt heavy and shameful. If I, if it, when it doesn't work is in, is an answer to that. And yes, for sure. Like I remember spending hours and hours, like staring at calendar, you know, staring at my, when, especially when it was on paper, like, okay, where can I fit that thing? Or, you know, if it can't fit, then I have to make a list of it on the side and I have to just find a way to make it fit. Um, Right. It's like the words can't even fit. So how are we expecting the actions to fit? We're like, I'll just squeeze all these words in. And it's like, that's kind of a perfect metaphor for, what we're creating in our reality. Yeah, I definitely had, I definitely have carried into, you know, into my forties. I've had this, this sense of like, okay, well I can do like, I need to be the person who can do more than is humanly possible. I don't exactly where I got that though. I, I can, uh, you know, begin to imagine, but this sense of like, oh, but it just needs to be more packed because somehow I need to and can do more than is humanly possible. What? Yes. That's painful. It's so painful. We set ourselves up to fail and then we set ourselves up for 
you know, shaming and blaming and judging ourselves negatively. And we don't pause to think like, firstly, who are we comparing ourselves to? And is anyone actually doing what we think they're doing? Probably not. And even if people are, I mean, I spoke with a woman last week who was sharing how like secretly she's about to like quit her job because she's on the brink of burnout because like the culture of the company plus the like inherited norms that she developed from her early career combined meant that she's working like 6am till midnight. She's available all the time. And the idea of having time where you're not available for other people feels like catastrophic and and as though you know our value as a human goes down I think exactly like you're saying just pausing and thinking I think a really powerful thing is just like would I say this to my best friend would I be like "Mm, you should be able to squeeze those things in you should really miss dinner with your family tonight and respond to those emails you should be on that call that you don't really that you know you don't really need to be on just so that you are seen like are those things that I would say to them and I think exactly like you're saying unfortunately to bring it back to what you were saying earlier we believe it when it's just in our own head because we're used to hearing it and we've been conditioned and trained and having that kind of mirror held up where you're watching it in real time being like I would never say this like to someone that I care about it's so powerful and then how many times have I said those things to other people to my best friends and and then why exactly and this is like the work is like why say that why would I make other people's um the standards for other people's um lives different than the standards for my life like you should have more rest you you know why should other people have more rest and distance and privacy and alone time and creative time and then what exactly yeah makes it so that that's harder for me and that's the unfolding and the the find the search I love that and I think that's even the point of even having these sessions is we don't know how to find time for ourselves the first the first thing that we can do is find time to meet someone else and we will show up to that 20 minutes but I promise you if you put 20 minutes in your calendar and I used to do this like this is like empty time. I'm thinking about 2019 Vicky. And it was like, oh, well, this time doesn't really matter. I can just fill it with the things that I didn't do because I overestimated what I could get done yesterday. And I think part of building the skill and the habit of creating and carving out time for yourself, unfortunately, because of how we've been conditioned, you know, it is beneficial to be meeting someone else um, because we can say, oh, I know you should have rest and I know this, but we've not been taught how to create that space for ourselves. And unfortunately, countless people that I've coached and spoken to through the years, like the initial thing you're met with is guilt. Well, there's no point creating space for guilt. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And how that reframes the word accountability or how how that makes accountability something that can be really loving and not punishing or, um, yeah, not punishing, but, but actually accountable for the session or for the appointment and with love for our future, for the vision, for our future selves. 
I love that you, and I'm going to let you go in a minute because I can see that we're over time. I am enjoying this. <laughs> but um, I love that you brought in accountability because I used, I used to really have like a pet peeve when people would be like accountability groups. And because exactly like you say, it's, it's the why behind it is you're not going to show up. So you have to show up. You have to be monitored. You have to, someone else is responsible. And that's why I love this because it requires the person to buy in like into like I am going to hold myself accountable I'm going to make it easy for me to carve out time for myself and that time is me and someone else just supporting me like it's so radical unfortunately to do that in this world and it's so beneficial so thank you for that frame and for your time and sharing your experience is there anything (laughs) thank you any final thoughts that you want to share um with anyone listening well maybe I can say just that I have a lot of gratitude for the people who are for a sense of community and for the coaches and for you and the work and and really for the I really do I mean I really do believe that this stuff trickles out and that it will that it changes our the way other that people can learn from us just being how we are when we're changed um, and I think that's, you just said the word radical, but I think that's radical. That's really radical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And do you want to let people know a little bit about your work as a doula and educator and how they can connect with you? And we can put a link in the show notes as well. Oh gosh. Um, well, I am barely on social media on Instagram at Anna Carapetian. I think that's what it is. Um, and I'm in New York city. So you could, you can look me up if I'm in, if you are in New York and if you are, especially if you're like around that approaching parenthood or early parenthood thing. Yeah. Um, my work is pretty focused, like in my, in my place, um, but kind of for now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll add a link to the Instagram, send it to us. And, and then you've got the name also to just look her up if you're in New York. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing about your experience and your vulnerability. I appreciate it. I know everyone listening appreciates it. If you're listening, come and get support. Come and get coached. Like, I really encourage you. And I know what it's like having been the person that's like, I'm going to wait for, I mean, this is why I do the work I do now, but I'm going to wait for the right time. I'm going to wait till I'm 100% sure. I'm going to sleep on this or whatever. I just really encourage you to know uh, that, like there's no downside to getting support especially when you are listening to this podcast for a reason um and we have the solution so that's it the link also to the one-to-one program will be in the show notes thank you anna bye everyone hey if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.